Sam, hello. Hi, Ross. How's it going? It's going great. How are you? I'm good. How are my levels? <laughs> Your levels, I hope, are fine. Okay. You're just going to keep asking that. Yeah, you told me to keep them up. Keep up your levels. I'm trying to keep them up. We, uh, If you follow Ross on Snapchat the night we were recording, you saw a brief picture of us unboxing. New hardware. A new microphone. Yeah. Which I am I'm kissing kissing right now. It's an kissing, SFW. Kissing the mic. No, uh, hopefully uh, this will make the podcast sound better, which is a thing that everybody likes. Yeah, audio quality. Audio thumbs up. Thumbs up. It's been a fortnight. Yeah, it has. Last time, the power went out while we were here. Yeah. And hopefully that won't happen now. Uh, I Kat said if the power goes out this time, that we should just call the whole thing off. That it's a The entire podcast? Recording here. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I have some follow-up, Sam. Some follow-up? Some follow-up. Oh, uh, tell me about this follow-up the f- the that first, you speak. <laughs> the first follow-up I have is that I now have a P.O. box. You do. I do. You do. It's at the same post office as your P.O. Which box. is the best post office. Super cool. Yeah. I really like it. It's one bus adjacent and easy to bike to. Mm-hmm. So it's are, super easy to bike yes. to. So that's really good. My my P.O. box, I have to read it from the Evernote because I don't have it memorized, nor do I have yours memorized anymore. Yeah. It is P.O. box 25315, Richmond, Virginia, 23260-5315. I'm interested why there's a discrepancy between the post office box number and the four letter thing at the end, four number thing at the end of the zip code, but that's what it says on the piece of paper. Right, so the zip plus four is the last four digits of your P.O. box. But how come it's not the last, how come it's not just the total number from the P.O. box? Because the zip plus four is only plus four and your Mm -hmm. P.O. box is five. Okay, if you say so. Uh, So that's one one piece of follow-up. One piece of follow-up. So do you want people to uh, send you oh, letters yeah, you there? Oh, yeah, you can send me anything there. Anything that you can legally mail through the U.S. Postal Service, you can send yeah. me to that post office. You box. can also, um, did you set up your FedEx and UPS delivery there too? Because there's a form you can fill out to get yeah. street I address. Didn't. So what you do is you put in the street address of the uh, of the post office itself, so whatever, Brook Road, and put number, like it's an apartment number, number your P.O. box. And once you fill out this form that they'll get, they'll give you at the counter or on the internet, FedEx, you know how it says UPS will not deliver to PO boxes. Yeah, yeah. That's false. UPS will deliver to the post office, and then they'll just put it in, put a little yellow slip in your PO box. Oh, so if it's too big to fit in the thing, yeah, you're still fine. Yeah. All right, I will do that. Yeah. Basically, now we just Amazon Prime now things. So yeah, yeah. So those still come to your yeah. house because it's all about the laziness. Yeah, definitely. Um, second piece of follow up, Sam. Second piece of follow up is you and I rode a bus together. We did your first bus yeah, trip. It was so fun, and since then I've rode the bus several times. Yeah. I've, I've you've bro- done a transfer. I did a transfer. Um, I've, I haven't done a transfer. Tell me about that. Well, it was, it was a cheating transfer, because. It wasn't cheating. It was a real transfer. So I rode the bus, the number 37, all the way downtown to City Hall. And then I wanted to continue going east into Church Hill. So I got off, and there happened to be another bus literally behind the bus I had just gotten off. And I had known from looking at the indecipherable tables that this bus would go in the general direction I wanted to go. So I just walked from one bus to the other bus. That's how transfers are supposed to work. It's not cheating. I mean, it it was very great. Uh, I, I say it's cheating because it wasn't planned, and I don't think an, if unless you like had studied the tables beforehand, you wouldn't have known, and you would have missed that bus. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but that was cool. The bu- man, the bus is sweet. Uh, yeah. So good, good, good job, buses. Awesome. Um, How'd the bus anxiety go? I mean, it, it was present. Yeah. But now that I have that, now that I have broken through the the initial anxiety. It's fine. Me and my son rode back down the same kind of way to go up to the top of City Hall, and nice. like you can look around, you know, the observation yeah. deck. You've yeah. done that before, and that was really easy. And now even my son's like, "Oh, I'm gonna just take mom on the bus, and I'll teach her how to use the bus." Awesome. Did so, you get him uh, the youth? No, fare? Uh, but every bus driver charged him the youth fare because okay. he's a he child. looks like a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about that and busing future things. So great. And there's some Hamilton news. Hamilton news. This was your thing last week that you last liked. week. And there is, I guess, it's sad news. I don't. I don't no, know. It's it's not sad. It's just time that three of the principal cast members had their last performance. Uh, this past, I guess, it was last week, late yeah. last week, or a couple of days ago, uh, when this airs or when we record this, and so it was uh, Eliza and Hamilton and Burr are all moving on to other things. So it's uh, it's not uh, bittersweet, maybe? Yeah, bittersweet, because they're all great, and they're allowed to do other things yeah. after, after this thing. All right, Sam. I have asked people on the Facebook. Which on we'll the Facebook. To. I asked yep. people on the Facebook this time instead of Twitter what things are, that they like. And lots of people responded. Yeah, dude, Facebook. This is a thing that people use. I don't we'll know. Talk if, about I don't know if you're familiar. I'm not. I I am now. But people use the Facebook. And is it the Facebook? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked on the Facebook what what uh what people liked because we were recording tonight. And here's the list I got. And some of these I think maybe jokes. But I am not. I'm not in the know enough to know if they're jokes or not. So I'm gonna say them straight facedly. I'm looking at your face, and it could not be more straight. I'm a straight face emoji right now. Uh, Garrett Pryor said mid '90s, mid 1990s NBA All Stars. We would, would, would want, don't want to confuse that with the 1890s NBA All Stars. <laughs> well, Thad Williams <laughs> responded mid '80s ACC All Stars, which I I think is a listen. I don't know anything about NBA, so I'm not even gonna speculate. Eva Colon. His ACC is college, though. It is. But is he talking about basketball? I think so. And I think, I think, guys, don't listen to this podcast if you like basketball. This might be embarrassing. But I think, like a Michael Jordan, I think you'd say Michael Jordan was a mid-'80s or an early-'80s ACC All-Star who then went on to become an NBA All-Star. I'm familiar with Michael Jordan. That's about all I'm familiar with, too. Yeah, he, 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 was in, he played basketball in college. At an ACC school. So anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This, beyond this is out of my. I'm already way out of my depth after uttering the word. I could I could say Michael Jordan, and I could also say Sam, Scotty Pippen. Mm-hmm. That's all I get though. That's it. Rodman, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Yep. This is a good podcast. Good podcast. <laughs> Keep it up. All right, Eva Colon and and Chad Brown both liked Pokemon Go, which and Eva clarifies she said yeah she says pokemon go bringing all sorts of humans together and i have i had a couple meetings around town today and i have seen no fewer than a dozen and a half people playing pokemon go i I played it walking to my office today did you see anyone else no because looking at my phone (laughs) (laughs) um there there was a jigglypuff within range it was like on my three yeah your top three you're nearby and I 
It's like, nope, I'm going to stay at work and not go chase down the Jigglypuff because I'm a grown-up. Me and JR saw a Pikachu, <gasps> and we couldn't find it. Couldn't get it to show up. And I've been back twice today to the same spot, and it is not there. <sighs> but it shows up on your, it, on your Yesterday, three? it showed up on the three. This is a good podcast. This is a great podcast. Uh, my son, JR. Yes. I asked him tonight, what is a thing that I'm, he said, I'm recording a podcast about things I like. What is something you like? And he said, Voltron, which I want to point out in a self-righteous manner that I had been trying to get him to watch new Voltron, by the way, new Netflix Voltron. There's a new Netflix Voltron? Yeah. And I've been trying to get him to watch it for weeks and weeks and we'll weeks. We'll put a link in the show notes. We'll put a, we'll put a dang link in the show notes. And where can you find the show notes, Ross? You already with the. We're not quitting. You're just salmonrosslightthings.com. I'm just trying to break up your righteous fury right at the top. <laughs> You're not going to stop my righteous fury because I have been telling that guy to watch Voltron for a long time, and he was like, "No, no, no, no." And then today, he was like, "Dad, guess what? I just finished Voltron. You just started a day ago." It is summer vacation. Yeah, it's fine. Anyway, he likes Voltron. Uh, my wife Valerie, who you're familiar with. She I'm said, aware. She said, look, she likes LaCroix. Busy uh, water? Yeah, Pamplemousse in particular. I'm not familiar with the, the Pamplemousse. That's <laughs> 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 it's uh, it's uh, how they say grapefruit in France. Ah. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good podcast. Um, my friend Max Buchanan likes, you'll get into this. Uh-huh. Mid-1980s. See, again, it's a good joke, I think. Mid-1980s, choose-your-own-adventure role-playing books called Lone Wolf. Are you familiar with Lone Wolf? I'm familiar with adventure, choose-your-own-adventure, and role-playing books. I don't know if I'm familiar with the Lone Wolf brand. Okay, I spent a lot of time lone wolfing (laughs) as a kid. And so I feel that. I feel that one a lot. Yep. And Tony says he likes the score to the original Magnificent Seven, which totally agree with that. All right, great. So you go first this week. (sighs) All right, okay, let's do it. (laughs) The thing you like this week. Yes. Is Star Trek. I love Star Trek. Star Trek. Not Star Trek, not Star Wars. But you do love Star Wars. I do love Star Wars, yeah. But tonight we're talking about Star Trek. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this a lot since you picked it out for me. And Star Wars is so cool, right? It's like Mm -hmm. so cool, and Star Trek is cool but i'm not sure that it's so cool but i just have a whole lot of love in my heart for star trek tell me about that love i think it's because it's about nerds doing nerd stuff um i was thinking like it like there is you got your wharfs right your wharfs are your your warrior types in star trek but he's like a he's like one member of the crew is the warrior guy Mm -hmm. it's more like a it's more like a dungeons and dragons team right Whereas I think Star Wars, like everyone's basically a warrior of some sort. And uh, I think I just relate a lot more to being like a blue shirt guy. Yeah. Or it, yellow. I mean, Star Trek, uh, it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons if 90% of people are clerics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is exactly why it appeals right. to me. Right. And I was just like thinking through all my favorite characters and it's like, oh, none of these, like, none of these dudes are super strong dudes. Or here's the real test is like, how do they solve their problems? Mm-hmm. Is it with punching or with something other than punching? Right. And so many people on Star Trek solve their problems without punching, which is cool. Uh, and I was trying to, does anyone in Star Wars, not to make this about Star Trek versus Star Wars, but I was just trying to like think about why they're different. Well, if you ignore the 
episode two scene with Yoda. I would say Yoda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't even know of which you speak. The scene where Yoda... No, I know it. I just deleted it. Deleted it from your brain. Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you take that out, that would makes no sense. That Why would yeah. this little person have a weapon like this? And it's a totally out of character. Yeah. Or it's not make one great. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, so I, I think that's what really appeals to me about Star Trek. The whole point, okay, as great. set forth in the in in the words, mm-hmm. capital T, capital W, is to like to just go. It's not like to boldly like punch stuff and slaughter humans <laughs> and evil dudes. It's like we're just gonna go. How appealing is that? That's great. I feel warm feelings talking about that. I do too. So, uh, there are lots of Star Trek series. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about your origin stories and then your relationships to any yeah. or all of the series? Uh, my origin story is definitely my dad and I guess my whole family. My dad and my mom, but I think probably via my dad wanting to watch Next Generation when I was growing up, when I was like 9 or 10. And we would have like Taco Night or whatever and watch an episode of Next Generation together. And I think from that point on, we like I guess he stopped watching maybe but like after then I'd have always watched them as they run on the air um and I've since then gone back and I've watched every everything that exists except animated series but everything else I've seen all of it um so yeah it's a lot of Star Trek to watch uh do you have a... oh yes my relationship back... to them uh DS9 is my favorite yeah DS9 so sweet I think DS9 has like it invented, not it didn't invent story arcs, but it was a show that was like, hey, we're going to have a season-long story arc, even though we're a, a weekly episodic thing. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I think they were they were ahead of their time by a decade, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the best one. The other ones are, every everything has its highs and lows, but DS9 has this, DS9 and Benjamin Sisko, close to my heart. Yeah. Captain Benjamin Sisko. Captain Benjamin Sisko. And uh, I see here that he's also your favorite captain. Yeah, who's your favorite captain? Uh, probably Cisco, but yeah. I'd put Janeway up there. Janeway, Janeway's a good captain. Yeah, she's got a rough deal too, man. Yeah, she has the roughest of the deals. That's all. That's all, that's all you have to say about that. You have a favorite episode? Yeah, this is the classic. I mean, this is probably is it, I don't I don't want to presume, but like there are many good episodes. There's like a trillion hours of Star Trek to watch, but there's the episode in TNG where Picard encounters an alien probe and then wakes up in a different like world yeah and lives his whole dang life and like marries a woman and has the kids and stuff and then like this is a spoiler this is a spoiler so if you haven't seen this go turn it off because then he wakes up at the end of the episode and realizes his whole this whole life he's lived was not real and all those people are gone and like he plays this flute and damn that's sad it's making me sad and he gets the flute yeah that was in the probe yeah so that makes you think, like, did he have free will within this, this, the probe simulation? Mm, because well, they yeah. knew that the flute was going to be there. Yeah, you're right. I had never thought about that. I just get to the part where I feel sad and stop thinking. Yeah. So that's called Inner Light, and that's a TNG episode. And whoa. Yeah. What is your favorite? I know this is the thing I like, but I'm interested. What sure. Is, what is your favorite Star Trek movie? Uh, it's it's a common choice, but Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah. So Wrath of Khan is all about two men who never physically meet acting on each other through proxies. Yeah. 
So they don't attack each other directly. Like they attack their ship or their friends or what have you. Like if you go through that movie, Ricardo Montalban and William Shatner don't have a single scene together. Well, and you feel their tension, right? Um, and like you said, in terms of resolving their conflicts, like yeah, Khan is doing the starship equivalent of face punching, but not really. Like that's not what he wants, right? And Kirk is just trying to survive and. My favorite scene of any Star Trek is the first 12 minutes of the Star Trek reboot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the first reboot. The very the the newest. First, the the first, first reboot, yeah. which is just this perfect emotion of we're explorers. There's this thing we don't understand, but we're also a family, and I'm going to save yeah. I'm Thor's brother, and I'm going to save everybody, yeah. and I love you, and I'm dead, and I'm sad, and... <laughs> Like just thinking about it, and the music spills up and yeah, it's good. Yeah, that to me captures the essence of it, which is humans outdoing human things in a post scarcity economy. Yeah, where they get to choose what they want to do, right? Yeah, and it's so it fills me with so much hope in that because they're in that post scare. There's no there's no need to do anything. You do whatever you want, and what what we still choose to do is cool nerdy science stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I like Star Trek, and I I've watched, tried to watch a couple original series with my son, and that's too boring most of the time. Mm-hmm. We watched Tribbles successfully with him, um, but I think some of the better ones are still two. He's seven and a half, so I think we got maybe like two more years, and then I'm just gonna go, listen. This summer, we're gonna watch the mess out of some Star Trek, and we're just gonna watch, probably start in TNG and just go. Maybe we'll start in DS9. I don't know. At a friend of the show, Jeff Mueller's recommendation, uh, we started showing the girls Voyager. Yeah. Super good. Did you start at the beginning? Or yeah. Did, and just go through Voyager? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll do that. Which is, uh, if you think about it, like Deep Space Nine is the best, but it does require somewhat knowledge of the universe <laughs> that they're in. Gosh. And, and you really got to slog through seasons one, two, and three. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad. They're great, but they aren't the best yeah where the rest of the seasons are whereas voyager is like a clean slate it's like oh you get everything you need to know from yeah. the very beginning well cool 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 sam your thing is the thing we've talked about on the show i think a thousand times yeah and tell me about yard beers <sighs> yard beers are the best are they the best beers or they're just the best in general the best in general so, for those of you not familiar, yard beers are when you go into your yard or someone else's yard that has invited you there, and you sit in a chair, and you drink beers outside. Do you do you have a... You, wait, I already know the answer to this question. You have a fantastic yard for yard beering. I do. Yeah. Uh, so, we've got a bunch of like chairs we got at Bed Bath & Beyond uh, because... Because we were hanging out with my parents in my backyard and we're like, we don't have good enough chairs back here. You guys have a minivan. Let's go to the store and buy chairs. So we went and did that. What are, so chairs are a necessity. So chairs. Mm-hmm. I uh, think part of your backyard is special is shade. Beers, shade. Uh, for for Sometimes you have to move the chairs to follow the shade. Which is nice and fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's part of the fun. Part, part of, of the, the fun is, is moving with the sun. And you just, 
it's one of those things where you've got a Saturday, you don't have any plans, so you just get a high life, sit in a chair, and you drink it, and your kids are, my kids are old enough that it's like, no, we're just going to be outside all day until we're hungry, and my yard is such, we've got a fence, and the kids just run around and play, and neighbor kids come over, or kids of whoever's coming over to drink yard beer come over and we just let the kids run around we sit and drink yard beers until sometimes it turns into oh we drink too many beers let's have let's order a pizza yes or let's start a fire in a fire pit oh in a fire pit important yeah. clarification mm-hmm. that sounds like a norman rockwell painting kind of you know you're out there neighbors come over that is pretty nice we're all drinking but beer i send them texts like hey i'm drinking yard beers I wish we lived closer so we could walk on over. We could bike on over, I guess. You could bike on over. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that. So tell me, um, do you guys do it in the afternoon? Is it like, surely you're not out there at 10 drinking yard beers? No. It would be um, once it's been adequately determined that the Saturday or the Sunday is going to be a day of rest. And you know, after lunch, I'm, I'm going to go sit in the yard or whatever point the tree gives me enough shade right, right. to go out and sit there. Or the kids are restless in the house. And like uh, sometimes we just send them outside. But it's, it's a lot easier just to say, I'm going outside. You guys are coming with me. And then they don't have as much of an argument. Yeah. Because I'm out there too. That's a genius thing. I feel like you're really good. So this, I feel like, harkens to poking the ground with a stick. Yeah. There's a lot of similar vibes. Very I, similar vibes. I feel like you're really... You can do these at the same time. <laughs> you totally can. I feel like you're really good. That would combine Miller High Life, which is a thing I liked, with poking the ground with a stick. And with yard beers. Yard beers. That's a pretty high high things we <laughs> Combo like. Combo move. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're really good at identifying simple moments for happiness. Thanks. How do you do that? <laughs> uh, well, part of that is ignoring things on my to-do list that have been there forever. I just be like, oh, I'm gonna, not going to do that. I'm gonna, but I'm going to be okay with not doing that. Yeah. And I'm sitting in this chair and drinking American that's not a light bad lager. Thing, right? That's like that's fine. It's fine until you start feeling the. If you if you don't feel guilt about it, who cares, right? Yeah. Well, I'm very envious of that. I, I feel like when Katra family takes time like takes a relaxing time it's much much i know i know what you're saying is unstructured but at least it's proactively unstructured you know kind of like Uh, ours is kind of we just like uh you know um phantom toll booth and the doldrums yes we doldrums a lot i'm well i'm familiar with that book yeah was the first episode of this show oh that's right it was (laughs) we talked about the doldrums um yeah but that feeling of like sinking into the right. surroundings, we do that a lot. And I, I, if, you, if we decide to go outside and sink into the surroundings, I think that's different. Well, it, well, it can even be the difference between I am going to play Minecraft on my iPad and I picked up my iPad and half an hour has passed and I don't know what I did. And, and Minecraft could have been involved in that half an hour and right. it's still a different thing. Right. It's it's um doing nothing deliberately feels better than just killing time as another phantom toll booth of what talk would hate yeah. saying that you're killing time. Yes. Um, I met your brother-in-law at a yard beers. Yeah. Is that your brother-in-law? 
Mm-hmm. Do you feel, do you feel like there's a lot of uh, circle overlapping happening at your yard beer things? There is, but it's more along the lines of whoever responds to the text and comes over. <laughs> right. Right. Do you get? But they I, aren't planned. Yeah, which is what's so fascinating and good. And uh, you have to be okay with oh, this is just going to be me by myself, either watching a baseball game on my iPad or reading on my Kindle or whatever. Do you ever have people who aren't related to you come to yard beers? sit adjacent to you and silently read a thing. Yeah, that's happened before. That sounds appealing. Yeah, what's your favorite beer? You don't say high life because you know I'm partial to it. No, I'm not I'm not picky about it. I know, so, I just want I want you to do, pick No, no, what I say is I, it's more what do I have on hand? Yeah. I don't have particular favorite yard beers. Lawnmower beers like a high life yeah. or something like that are good because they are light and simple and relatively low alcohol content and you aren't going to <laughs> um, force yourself into low activity <laughs> are yard beers um dependent on there being beer already in the house or are you like i'm gonna go get some beer so i can then yard beer no it can be um beer gotten for the express purpose of yard beers so yeah. even like to going to the level of hey let's go get a, a growler of honey ginger and just drink that in the backyard and you guys have a growler store right down the way. We do, as well as all the breweries. They're probably in between here and the growler store, actually. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is also, I use it as a self-reward for doing something I don't like. Right. Which is mowing the lawn. Do you ever beer while mowing the lawn? No. Hmm. Dehydrating and a, having mowed the lawn and then thus be able to have more comfortable yard beers is often enough to get me to mow the lawn. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I don't like doing. I hate it. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No. But it is, uh, yard beers is a good enough thing that I will do something I actively don't like in order to achieve maximum yard beers. That's amazing. I love brains. I don't know if mine would work like that. I like that idea, though, of... Well, it's not. It's it is a very natural consequence of, oh, this yard isn't as nice to sit in because the grass is all tall, and then once the grass isn't tall, oh, this yard is nicer to sit in, right? If only there was some way I could <laughs> sit in it. Right. Whew. All right, Sam. I got a quick hit. Just one quick hit. Quick hit. Quick hit. Quick hit. Uh, can I add another quick hit? No, we haven't even started, so I'm no. going. I'm going to do it. Nope, it's against the rules. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to take off my first one. I'm going to add no, my no, new one. You can do them. Um, friend of the show, presumably, Matthew Fisher. Yeah. He has his own podcast with a man named James. Can't remember your James last name. James. In... He's James in Vain on James Twitter. James in Vain. With underscores. Really hates yeah. those underscores. Uh, Life, leave me yeah, alone. Life, leave me alone. A thing I really like, a quick hit. They, he just James James uh, I just spoke of does these these songs to introduce their segments and they are so good they are really good they are amazingly good uh, and every time we do like a fake quick hits thing with our voices I just think I wish I was as cool as those guys so Ross your other quick hit uh, why is it, it can be your quick hit it's too it's my quick hit too so. I went and did this experiment a couple weekends ago where I was like, I'm going to use Facebook like I'd use Twitter. And so I started just posting things there and I got much better reactions on Facebook 
then on Twitter. Yep. And people commented and it was nice. And uh, I know you had like a real conversation. Yeah, I had, I posted, and I, all I, I shared a thing someone else said on Facebook. And the, and the resulting conversation of that was like city leaders, city planners, like other people I know in real life having like a meaningful conversation about this thing, which like would have never happened on Twitter right. for sure. So those of you who've been using Facebook forever probably already know this, but yeah. those of us who've been Twitter people are just like, oh, Twitter is where we have random conversations. But apparently you do that on Facebook now and it's actually a little bit better. Yeah, totally. Huh. huh. It's fine. I, yeah. I think it's great. It's a quick hit. Quick hit. Time for quick hits. Ow. Quick hits. Ow. <laughs> All right, Sam. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I asked you earlier. Yes. But if you wanted to find show notes for this episode. You would find them at salmonrosslikethings.com. Dot com. At the top. And where can we find you on the internet? Well, Sam, <laughs> you, you can find me at Ross Catro, R-O-S-S-C-A-T-R-O-W, on Twitter, but also the same place on Facebook. And uh, you have a new web zone as well. Oh, yeah, I do have a new web zone, ross.catro.net. But I'm going to push put that stuff on the Facebook. Sure. So, so if, you, you, if know, you, yeah, that'll all be there. But if you want the direct juice. Yeah, if you want the hot, squishy juice, <laughs> hit up that web URL. How about you, Sam? I am uh, at Mr. Beefy on Twitter. I am you're... Sam Davies on Facebook. I don't know what I am on <laughs> Facebook, but if you're my friend, I'll, I'll be your friend. And I have a web zone, which is samdavies.me. Yeah. And you should, and we both write there now. Yeah. We're writing things on the internet. Writing things on the internet. Who feels, knew you could do good. that? Yeah, it feels good. All right. Well, see you all in a fortnight. Bye. Bye. Hello. Star Trek. Star Trek. Do, do, do. I would say my favorite. Do, do, do. C.